great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. The course of the hour, we are taking your telephone calls. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. Folks, we are getting closer and closer to a red line as it relates to Ukraine, Russia. President Biden in Brussels uh, says that the U.S., NATO, will respond, will respond if Russia uses chemical weapons. Adding the nature of the responses depend on the nature of the use closer and closer to a red line something also else uh something else also interesting happened in uh Brussels and it relates to 2024 Biden says that he'd be very fortunate to face Trump in 2024 Mr. President, be careful what you wish for. Be careful. Biden turns 80 on November 20th. And this part, the next part here that I'm about to talk about, basically amounts to a dollar and a dream, you know, in terms of something that's, that, that is a tall order at best. And so we already know that Trump, Former President Trump is openly teasing a a 2024 run and has blamed Biden for mismanaging uh, relations with Russia. Right. But Biden is saying that he's basically welcoming a rematch with Trump. Be careful. And also and also predicting that the Democrats uh, have a shot at keeping the House and the Senate in the midterm elections uh, this this year. Uh, one of the other stories that is on my mind, boy, the situation with uh, Mayor Eric Adams. Some New Yorkers are fired up when you consider that the vaccine mandate, there's the exemption for athletes. They are upset that they have lost their jobs, but if you're Kyrie Irving or one of the members of the Yankees or the Mets, the mayor has signed this exemption where they can play. And if you've been listening to the uh, updates throughout the night, the controversy over the Mario Cuomo bridge continues. You know, it's not going away. And it's interesting, folks. I take that bridge every night. And the name of the bridge really doesn't matter to me. The only thing that's important to me is that I wanted a new bridge. We have the bridge. We still don't know the exact amount of what it's going to cost each time to come over it. But, boy, folks are angry. My thing is I prefer to take the Mario Cuomo Bridge, the Tappan Zee Bridge, whatever name you want to call it, as opposed to coming down to Palisades and taking the George Washington, which is, I believe, $16 a pop. And with uh, Easy Pass, I think we pay like $6 when you go over the uh, – Mario Cuomo Bridge. So a lot to get to this morning, starting with uh, the issue of uh, Ukraine. And President Biden says uh, that Russia should be booted from the G20, uh, that Russia's economy has shrunk in half since invading uh, Ukraine and more sanctions, this time against 400 Russian 
officials a good thing that the U.S. is going to accept one 100,000 refugees and continue to provide humanita- humanitarian assistance. Let's go to the telephone calls, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Let's start with John in Westchester. Good morning, John, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. John? Hello, Dominic. Hi, John. I'm good. Go right ahead. My concern here is that while we're all so focused, and rightly so, on the situation in Ukraine, the radical left in New York is not only going against bail reform, where the Working Families Party, in order to get an endorsement, has requested that candidates pledge to not change bail reform, but also the radical left is trying to pass through uh, the congestion pricing when New York City residents are already overtaxed. Agreed. Agreed, John. And um, the only thing I can say is that we, the citizens of New York and the people in the tri-state area, we have to fight back. The Working Families Party is very good in driving their agenda, and you have to respect them for the fact that they're good at pushing their point of view. We have to be just as adamant and just as strong when it comes to law and order and all the things that basically that regular people want. Uh, You already know if you listen to this show, John, that I feel that we have gone way too far to the left. I don't understand how working families, uh, the party, or anyone else can insist that we need to go further uh, to the to the left. I just don't get it myself, John, but I do thank you for the call. Let's go to uh, Dan from the great state of Ohio. Good morning, Dan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, this is something that was brought to my attention uh, from a personalism belief. So I looked it up. These three people have something in common, these young people. Uh, Zelensky in the Ukraine, Hillary Clinton's daughter, and uh, George Soros' son, Jonathan. They all went to the same school along with Justin Trudeau. Angela Merkel, Tony Blair, George Stephanopoulos, Peter Buttigieg, and other NATO uh, statesmen. And that school that they graduated from was from the World Economic Forum School in Geneva, Switzerland. I find this very interesting. Wait, you said, you said Dan, that uh, Hillary Clinton's daughter went there as well? Yes, she graduated from that school. Are you sure about that? Because I, I, look, I thought... Hey, look it up. Look it up. It's common knowledge. Look up the graduates. They okay. have 3,000 right. graduates. Not only them, but the big heavy hitters, uh, Jeff Burroughs, Bill Gates, and Mike uh, Zuckerberg also went to that school. Okay, well, I, you know what? What's the name of the school again? Because I have to take a look. It's I can't... Cor- world... Economic Forum School in Switzerland. Now, is it's it in it, the, okay? But wait, 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 Dan. Is it just like a class where where you're awarded a certificate, or is it an actual four year study? Well, they study, but their their main main topic is uh, world order. Okay. Well, I'm. I thank and you. You for can the, read what they teach. And what they stand for, and you will be amazed at the okay. subject matter. Well, fair enough, Dan, and I, I will take a look because I'm not aware of that, but I do thank you for the uh, telephone call. To Manhattan, Manhattan, let's say good morning to Lamar. Good morning, Lamar. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good evening, Dominic. It's always a pleasure to hear you on the radio and uh, it's an honor to talk to you. Well, thank you. Uh, a man, a man as knowledgeable and educated as yourself, I'm sure you're well aware of the infamous uh, Phoenix program during the Vietnam era, where civilians, primarily 
village and hamlet chieftains were targeted for assassination hey, hey, by wait, wait lamar wait wait lamar do me a favor try and talk a little lower because you're you're coming across almost as overmodulated and it's very hard for me to hear you oh yes sir okay so let's try it again i'm sure that you're aware of uh, the infamous uh, phoenix program during vietnam era where a special operations group was executing or carrying out assassinations of civilians, primarily village and hamlet chieftains. Uh, we won't talk about incidents such as me and others. The question I have for you, Dominic, is with what moral uh, high ground do they pontificate about accusing Vladimir Putin of war crimes when the hands of, well, all of our hands are dirty, covered in blood, uh, how do you answer that, Dominic? Well, I, I, I thank you for the uh, call, Lamar. I can't talk specifically uh, about the the program, whatever term we want to use. I'm aware of it uh, that you mentioned uh, in Vietnam. And I, I don't know if the comparison is really fair because the here and now is that the people in in Ukraine in no shape of, or form asked for the situation that they're in where now almost 4 million people are refugees. And the bottom line is, I mean, we can talk about the politics of it, but that's for a later date. Right now, the bombing, the war must stop. But I, I, I will promise, promise you this much. I will take a look at it. Um, I will take a look at at what you said, and I I will address it at uh at a later time. Let's go to LQ in the Bronx. Good morning, LQ. And I should also point out, folks, that uh in the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, uh coming up a bit later this morning, we at seventy seven WABC are celebrating Greek Independence Day, and so I'll be talking to Florida Congressman Charlie Crist. Uh, the, who's also the former governor of Florida and he's running again for governor. That's at 1245 this morning in celebration of Greek Independence Day. LQ in the Bronx. Good morning. What's on your mind? Uh, yes. Good morning and God, uh, God's mercy to all and on all. Um, as far as, uh, Governor Como, uh, former Governor Gold Como with the, uh, uh, they should, the name should be removed. It's the way that Governor Como did it. His pattern of dictatorship of taking that. He should have had a referendum for that. He didn't do it for marijuana. He didn't do it for gay marriage and so forth. You know, uh, one other thing real fast, uh, uh, with Mayor Adams, they should protest against what they have a right to. They should stand up against that. Well, he, let, uh, okay, let's, go, let's go one at a time at what you uh, just brought up. So the Mario Cuomo Bridge. I don't have a problem with it being called the Mario Cuomo Bridge. I hear you and others that say at the 11th hour it was pushed through in, in, in the budget process. Cuomo, since he has left office, Andrew Cuomo, has said that practically that's the only way to get things done in Albany. And I kind of kind of believe that because once it goes to lawmakers, it could take forever. Everybody has their own agenda. You know what I'm trying to say, LQ. Now, the situation with uh, Mayor Adams, boy, uh, is he in a situation. So if you're Kyrie Irving of the Nets or if you're Aaron Judge of the Yankees, so the Nets – need Kyrie Irving, uh, and the Yankees need Aaron Judge. And so if you're if you're a celebrity, as the PBA has said in a statement, blasting this move, and I believe this is the first time that Pat Lynch has criticized this mayor, I believe it's the very first time. You know, the Post has a, a story of a woman that was working at City Field, and she lost her job over the vaccine mandate. And so you're going to have members of the New York Mets that did not receive the vaccine. That's their choice. They are going to be allowed to play, but the the worker who stood on the same principle, she's out of a job. And so my only point, listen, 
I understand business well. With professional sports teams, you're talking about billions of dollars, and they need their superstar players. But if you're going to get rid of the mandate for for the special people, then you should get rid of it for everyone and just wipe your hands with it, and that's that. Do you do you see this uh, being a political problem for the mayor, LQ? Uh, yes, I do, especially if them people get off their butt and go out and protest. It could right. be a big problem. Right. Well, you know, the the way the way Mayor Adams explained it, and I don't think this is going to sit well with anyone. He said he did it in part, and thank you for the call, LQ. He said he did it in part because uh, other teams that come into town, their players that were that are not vaccinated were allowed to play, and it put New York teams at a um, at a disadvantage. But if you're one of the police officers that's been out of work or the sanitation workers, we can go from city agency to city agency. It's not fair. It's not fair that you are punished, that you have lost your job, that you have been penalized and the superstars are not going to be uh, penalized. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. The issue of Ukraine, let's go to Hannibal in Union City, New Jersey. Good morning. What's on your mind? How you doing, Dominic? I'm doing well, and I hope you are as well. Thank you. Dominic, what's your opinion on us uh, sending $13.6 billion uh, in aid when so many people are hurting here in the United States? Where do we get this money from to send to the Ukraine? I mean, yeah, no doubt provide aid, but that's a lot of money. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a big chunk. Well, I, I, also, I hear you. Go ahead. And also we're accepting 100 thousand um asylum seekers yes uh, from there also which i understand uh but at the same time you know you said that the people from the ukraine didn't ask for this but we didn't ask for it either and we're getting uh you know we're paying a big chunk of this money when you know there's so many people hurting here at in our own country that mm-hmm. need money that need bailout that need uh forgiveness and debt and stuff like that. What are your thoughts on that? You raise a uh, a very good point. The way I respond to that is that the U.S., the United States of America, has interests, key interests in that region. And so we can see a justification and on the humanitarian point of view of why it's being done. But, 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 to your point, uh, and I, I sort of knew I sort of knew this was going to be an issue tonight with someone saying, "Hey, we we have to help the the people in need of Ukraine, but we need help here as well." You know that's that that that's a legitimate argument. I can't I can't dispute what you said. I mean, you know, people people are hurting here in America, but right now, but right now, people are literally dying in Ukraine. So you don't you don't want to see as much Amer- much American money go to Ukraine? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I, I yeah, some money, yeah, you know, but that's a thirteen point six billion. That's 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 a lot of money, and that's a big chunk of money that a big percentage could go to citizens in the U.S. where they're hurting. And also, too, uh, you know, a lot of people want um, a lot. Of, you know, I hear a lot of callers that they want more action against Russia, this and the third, which Russia is a nuclear power. And at the same time, you know, all the moves that we make, like, you know, trying to send uh, fighters and all this, those if, if a country was doing that to us, that would be an act of war. So we have done so many little acts of war here and there that uh, we don't see the, the the repercussions of what could happen with just one move, uh, military aid, money here, 
you know, sending um, aircraft here. I know we haven't sent in, you know, any aircraft, and uh, which is, uh, it would be a bad idea, but those are acts of war. Uh, what do you think of that, Dominic? I think that's why, that's why I believe that um, President Biden was right not to do the no-fly zone. I know that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of our listeners want it and support it and want the U.S. to be stronger in terms of action. And maybe we should. Maybe we should. But at some point, we have got to look at the alternative of what could potentially happen, which uh, goes to your point, Hannibal. I thank you for the call. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are talking Ukraine. We are talking Mayor Adams giving the exemptions to professional athletes and performers. And we are taking your telephone calls. When I come back, we're going to our friend Jennifer up in Boston. I will be right back. I heard you were looking for me. And welcome back. 26 minutes past the hour of midnight. So that means that we are 26 minutes in to celebrating Greek Independence Day. And it's going to be an all-day celebration. And over in Studio 77, they're already setting up and with the great food that's going to uh, come today and so on. So it was... Tuesday night when I joined Frank Morano, who's coming up at 1 a.m., and Rita Cosby. And uh, one of the callers said, uh, basically, essentially, that I talk about crime too much. Translation, that means don't discuss black crime. That's what that means. So here's why I talk about crime so much. In a nutshell. In a moment, I'm going to Jennifer in Boston, her telephone call. So a parolee, I'm hoping and praying that maybe, I know that when I talk about crime, I'm preaching to the choir with you uh, outstanding law-abiding citizens. But I'm hoping that maybe somebody will, will hear me that's on the fence or is 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 responsible in the role of raising a young person and will may may ultimately guide them in the right direction. So this is a horrible, horrible incident. I could pick three or four tonight, but I'm not going to do it. I'm only going to do one. And uh, it, it has me upset because my daughter is 33, 34. Think, uh-oh, <laughs> I think a parolee has been arrested for stomping and attempting to rape a woman on a Harlem street, and he left her clinging to life. The suspect, 39-year-old Rasheen Davis, allegedly repeatedly kicked and stomped the woman while she was down, then dragged her between two parked cars and tried to disrobe her, according to police. Surveillance video captures the suspect, according to the NYPD, over and over again, masturbating over the victim, stomping on her head. That's according to the NYPD and the prosecutor. Footage also shows the man forcing the unconscious woman, her head, onto his lap. Mr. Davis, the suspect, has three felony convictions, four misdemeanor convictions. He is on parole and has previously been rearrested on parole. The victim suffered severe head trauma and was taken to Harlem Hospital, where she remains in critical condition 
She has been sedated for many days because of her severe injuries and brain damage, according to prosecutors. So that's why I talk about crime. And folks, if there are any of you that don't want me to talk about it, I'm sorry. Bad news, because I'm going to continue to talk about it. Because the handful of people that will call up and say, don't discuss it. What they're really saying is, don't discuss black-on-black crime. Anyway, and this could have been my daughter. It could have been anybody's daughter that this happened to. Jennifer in Boston, good morning. What's on your mind this morning, Jennifer? Hi, Dominic. Now I'm in tears after listening to that horrific, horrific story. Oh, my God, Dominic. Um, First of all, I just want to ask people to pray for that woman. I don't know her name. I'm going to look it up if it may not be publicized. But if not, we can at least all, if nothing else, just offer prayer for her healing and that God's grace shall live and have some quality of life, hopefully a good quality of life. But anyone that knows anything about head injuries, when you're in a medically induced coma, like they've done to her, it's just, it's really bad. And she did nothing. And I, I Dominic, I honor you. I adore you. I, I just can't say enough. You're such a voice of reason and strength and decency. And that's all I just pray I pray for her. I pray for people like you that are are strong and willing to to speak up. Because um, as as Abraham Lincoln said, to sin by silence makes cowards of men. So with mm. that, I I I'll say quickly if I could. <clears throat> First of all, the thing with Mayor Adams, I think it's a disgrace that the real heroes, not the basketball players that are making multi multi million dollar contracts, but the real heroes, the everyday grunts, if you will that make our world a better place, lose their job. But these privileged people that live, a, you know, quite a lavish lifestyle and aren't hurting for anything, they haven't had to make any accommodations. But good people that were willing to show up and do good on our behalf every day there in the city are um, are not working. And I think that's disgraceful. And um, one last thing, the man that called about Chelsea Clinton and um, Justin Trudeau and all that and, the World Economic Forum, what he was talking about, they have something called the um, World Economic Forum Young Leaders Program. And many people have uh, been graduates of that, including the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Justin Trudeau, um, countless others if you look it up. And I don't know if you're familiar with Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. Dominic, are you by chance? Or... <laughs> I, I'm not, but I am going okay. to look all of this up. Hey, what you might want to do is familiarize yourself with it. Maybe some night we can talk about ESG scores um, because it's a really powerful thing. And if you heard uh, Biden yesterday talking about a new world order, this is not a conspiracy. If you look up Klaus Schwab in his own statements, and uh, it's basically just a group of liberal elites that are out to change the world in massive ways that we won't recognize within 10 years. Oh, so here we go again. I'm really serious, Dominic. And you know what? Um, Another national radio host uh, just wrote a book on this. um, I won't say the name, but there's something ongoing called The Great Reset. And Klaus Schwab, who is the head of the World Economic Forum in Davos, has talked about it for years. And yet when somebody writes a book about it, you're slimed, you said you're a conspiracy theorist and everything, when the whole book is footnoted, you know what I mean? Um, it's all very legitimate. It's not pie in the sky. It's not conspiracy theory. And there's a lot of uh, very bright people that are trying to bring attention to it. But if you familiarize yourself with ESG scores, Dominic, that might be a place to start. And Klaus Schwab, because he's, a, he's, a, he's a George Soros, basically, in another form, you know what I mean, for trying to change the world, and not in ways that you would appreciate. I can guarantee you from – if I listened to you just for one show, I would know, but listening to you all this time. So well, thank you. I did be- I didn't mean to go on and on. I no, apologize. no, 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 no. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the call, Thanks. Jennifer. And so, you know, so again, folks, so one person called up on Tuesday and said, oh, you talk about crime. Oh, oh, Dominic talks about crime. So how do you explain 
sir, what's going on in Miami as, as we speak, where businesses are losing millions of dollars because the police have had to enforce a curfew because of out-of-control incidents from young people. So how do you explain that? Let's go to uh, Michael. Michael is calling from the Upper East Side. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Let me turn on my speaker. Okay, okay. you got to be quick, Michael. We have a lot of calls. Go ahead. Brevity is the soul of wit. That's what Shakespeare said. I'll talk as fast as I can. Okay, here's the deal. How many countries that you know of produce wheat? Uh, I, Michael, I, I have a lot of calls right now, so I might. That's okay. okay they so, can, they no, so you gotta, when I'm, no, no, they can't wait, Michael. Everybody wants their say, so please make your point. I can't engage in a and a right now with you. All so, right. so please get deal. to the point. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Two things. First of all, Ukraine is one of the biggest wheat producers in the world. So now with this war going on, Wheat prices have been and will continue to go through the roof. Agreed, so but but that's why but that's why I said okay, to the point. caller. That's why I next said to the point. caller, Michael. Wait a second. That's why I said. You know what, Michael? Go ahead. Make make your point. Make your point. Okay. Go ahead. The ignorant person that called up before and said, "Why are we giving so much money to Ukraine?" Let me explain something. A lot of the Ukrainian well, well, he's not ignorant. That, that Michael, 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 Michael. He's not Ma- Michael. Just wait a second. I'm giving you your say, but please wait a second. It's not fair to call the man ignorant because he has a point of view that's different from yours. That's all I'm saying to you. Go ahead, Michael. Difference of opinion. It's lack of knowledge. These people that are coming in from the Ukraine are very well trained, well-educated people. It's not like the flotsam and jetsam that's coming across the Mexican Okay, border. but Michael, okay. but, but the problem with that, Michael, is, thank you for the call, who gets to decide who's good and who's bad? That is a very dangerous, slippery slope. I don't believe that the southern border should be open the way, the way it has been. But but the way you describe the the argument here, I'm uncomfortable with that because who gets to decide who are the good people and who are the bad people? A very dangerous slope. Let's go to our friend Karen in Rockland County. Good morning, Karen. And what's on your mind this morning? You don't like to, you don't want to pay the sixteen dollars at the George Washington Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, Karen, as as, uh, is, it, is it actually 16? I believe it's 16, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's a little... Yeah, I'd, I'd rather take the Mario Cuomo Bridge, the Tappan Zee Bridge, whatever you want to call it, I'd rather pay a third uh, and, and come the long way around to get to Manhattan. Go through the Bronx to get to Manhattan rather than pay $16 for the toll. I just won't do it. The only time, Karen, that I will do it, the only time is when I'm late coming to work or I have an interview that I have to tape, and and I've got mm-hmm. to get here as, as soon as possible. Please continue. Now, Eric, I mean, uh, by, as far as giving money to Ukraine, yes, they deserve it. I'd rather give it to Ukraine than to Iran with that nuclear deal. Well, they want to give, like, $16 billion to Iran. Like they need it, and you know, we're going to give money to another another enemy of ours. He's crazy. And Eric Adams. I'm I listening. Mean, I would rather uh, have the police department and the sanitation department keep their jobs because they're doing something useful for the city. What are these sports figures doing? Nothing. Just making lots of money for you know, just batting the ball around. Well, Karen, but now listen, I'm not defending Eric Adams on this. But but just hear me out. There is a point to be made that we need professional sports teams to do well financially because of the tax base that comes back to the city of New York. And mm-hmm. so I, I think that, that Mayor Adams uh, mishandled this situation. 
if you're going to um, do this for the superstar, multi-million dollar athletes, then you should do it for the police officers, for the sanitation workers, for the EMS, all the people the that keep... For the health aid workers. That's right. All of these I mean, people they were, they were, that have been there when we needed them, they don't need lip service when it's convenient. They need a helping hand when 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 their back is against the wall. And so he, he, I just wish that he would have um, uh, given this exemption to everyone or, or just did away with it at the same time. I mean, I get it. I get it. The NBA's on his back. Major League Baseball's on his back. It's costing these, these leagues and these teams millions of dollars that their superstar athletes are not playing. But we got to look at how it comes across to everyday New Yorkers. Karen, I thank you for the call. And do me a favor, stay away from, I don't know if I should say that, but stay away from the George Washington <laughs> so you're not hit with those. Uh, with, thank you, Karen, for the call so that you're not hit with those uh, 16, uh, $16 tolls. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. As I said, we are celebrating Greek Independence Day, which started about 41 minutes ago, we're going to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to chat with Florida Congressman Charlie Crist, the former governor of Florida, about Greek Independence Day. He's running for governor again. And after that interview, we will go back to your telephone calls. Stay with us. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. 77 WABC, we are celebrating Greek Independence Day. Joining us, Florida Congressman Charlie Crist and Governor, one-time Governor of Florida, and he's running again now to be Governor again. I want to begin this way. Talk to us about the importance of Greek Independence Day. Well, any Independence Day is incredibly important. Uh, This one's particularly special to me. Uh, as the grandson of a Greek immigrant. My grandfather, Adam Christodoulos, immigrated to America when he was only 14 years old back in 1912. And so celebrating Greek independence is something that's very special to me because of my ancestry. And that is an amazing story, considering how well you have done with your political career. One-time governor uh, looking to be governor again. Talk to me for a second, Congressman, if you will, about Greek culture in America in general. Well, the Greek culture in America is alive and well and, uh, you know, centers around a lot of things. My my father was raised Greek Orthodox, um, and when he married my mother— she had been raised Methodist, so uh, they decided to raise us Methodist, but been to the Greek Orthodox Church many times and for many wonderful weddings is a very important part of the culture. And another important part of the culture is the food. You know, I love Greek food and was raised on it quite a bit uh, during my early years and uh, and thoroughly enjoy it as, as most Greek Americans do and should. You mentioned food. So on this uh, special day, are you going to market a congressman with any special food, any dance, perhaps any readings? Uh, What do you plan on doing on this day? Well, I'm sure I'll have a a celebratory uh, meal with some lamb and feta cheese and Ah. looking forward to it and, uh, and think that'll be a lot of fun. It sounds like a uh, a lot of fun. Congressman Chris, talk to us for a moment about the news of the day in terms of uh, Ukraine and what do you see coming out of President Biden's trip uh, to NATO and Brussels and also to Poland? Well, I think what we're witnessing is amazing. And I think, you know, all Americans have witnessed the Ukrainian people's courage, their strength. Uh, of course, President Zelensky's uh, incredible leadership through this crisis that they're enduring. And and I'm very pleased that President Biden is visiting NATO uh, and European leaders, uh, you know, to make sure that we're doing all that we can in order to help the Ukrainian people uh, stay free and preserve their democracy. After all, you know, Greeks invented democracy. So it's something very, very special. 
I looked and I saw that your office are doing your office is doing humanitarian efforts uh, in terms of drives to help the people of Ukraine. But but what what is Florida doing and in particular uh, your community, your local community? And talk to me, Congressman, about the effort underway by your office. Well, we just want to make sure that the Ukrainian people know that they can get comfort and aid from all Americans. And that's why we've, you know, put together in our office staff the opportunity for any Ukrainians who uh, are in Florida already or who may be coming here uh, are welcomed with open arms. And the people who care deeply about the challenge they are going through right now and and as uh, people who celebrate freedom and democracy as much as Americans and obviously Ukrainians do, uh, that they know they've got a friend in America. And we're here to help them as much as humanly possible uh, for as long as we need to do so. Congressman Christ, I I close on this note. Let's bring this full circle. We are celebrating Greek Independence Day. What does it mean to you on a personal level? And what should it mean to all Americans in our great country? Well, you know, the independence of any country to have the opportunity to determine their own government, their own leaders, in an open, transparent, and fair democratic process of voting and honoring the right to vote, I think is critical. And it's a a very important way to celebrate that kind of independence, where you're not ruled by another country, but by your own country. Um, That's very special and very meaningful to all Americans and, of course, to all Greeks on Greek Independence Day, of course. And and what a timely message, Congressman, especially now when we look at what's happening in Ukraine. I absolutely close on this note. You're running for governor again. How is that race going? The race is going great. Uh, very excited about it. A lot of Greek support, which I appreciate. You can just go to charliechris.com to help us out. Uh, volunteer, contribute, whatever you feel is appropriate and you'd like to do. Uh, we welcome it, of course. And uh, I'm very excited about the campaign. We have a primary in the end of August and then, God willing, on to the general election, which will conclude on November the 8th of this year. Well, Congressman, I have to say it is an absolute honor to speak with you. Good luck with your campaign. And thank you for all that you have done to help our great country and the great state of Florida. Thank you very much. Dominic, thank you very much. You're truly a gentleman, and I appreciate your time today. Look forward to... uh, interviewing with you again down the road. Well, that sounds good, Congressman Florida, Congressman Charlie Crist, the former governor of Florida, current candidate for governor again, 77 WABC. We are celebrating today, Greek Independence Day. I see all of your telephone calls from Ukraine to crime to the Mario Cuomo uh, Bridge and uh, Harriet in Sheepshead Bay uh, apparently wants to respond to Jennifer. Is that correct, Harriet? Oh, yes. Thank you, Jennifer. You're right on the mark. Uh, Dominic, you're a great reporter. Keep on doing what you're doing. Um, I worked as a writer years ago for Pfizer, junior writer in the 80s. And I've got to tell you that um, these vaccine mandates are unconstitutional as far as I'm concerned. And let me say this, too, that the side effects of these of these vaxes from Pfizer um, and Moderna. What, wait, Harriet, blocked. you you just went, you, you went, I don't know if you put the phone on your shoulder, but you went away for a second. But, but for right oh, okay. now, but I, I hear yeah. you, you say, you say that they're unconstitutional. Uh, but what do you think of what's happened here in the city uh, with Mayor Adams and the uh, star athletes? And then I do need These, to move on. Oh, sure, sure. Um uh, let me say this. The, the the side effects of these of these vaccines. No, you we've already wait, Harriet, Harriet, we, yeah. we already it, it, Okay, go ahead. Right, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Harriet. Sure, sure, sure. So, go ahead. Sorry, Dominic. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Five, oh, oh, see he got five thousand people lost their jobs, their pensions. Right. It's right. just not fair, and you are right on the mark. It's just not fair, and and these vaxes are questionable. And also, the one of the great writers on this subject is Alex Berenson, who was a writer for the New York Times. He says that these vaxes are a failure. Mm-hmm. Well, Harriet, I can hear. I can hear the uh, I can hear the passion in your voice, and I thank you for the call because I'm trying to get to. 
as many uh, calls as um, as uh, as possible here. Um, so let's go. Let's see. I'm looking at some of the comments um, that I am receiving uh, from from folks online, and one from our friend uh, Sal, a friend of the show. He says, uh, I think I heard President Biden say something like sanctions never deter anything. And it is a a mainness of the sanctions that count. And Sal capitalized the word mainness, if that's what this is supposed to mean. What is mainness? He says with a question mark. I could not find the definition of that word. Is Biden speaking in Biden onyx? The way Curtis Sliwa speaks in Sliwa Onyx. Interesting question there, Sal. Thank you for the uh, for the uh, for the uh, email. Frank Morano is coming up in a, just a minute or so. On uh, the other side of midnight, he will join me. Let's let's take a call a call as it relates to the Mario Cuomo Bridge, the Tappan Zee Bridge. You decide the name. Henry in Manhattan, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, hi, Dominic. Hi. Uh, the bridge I use is the one uh, at the very north of uh, Manhattan Island that goes into uh, the Bronx. I'm not sure of the name. but, but Henry one, Hudson? Probably. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, uh, go ahead. But one one thing that has not been mentioned yet is that if you use an easy pass – but let's put it this way. If you don't have an easy pass, the rate is much higher than those that, yes. that do. Yes. But further, what I think is happening is it's not only using an easy pass, but it has to be an easy pass issued by New York State. So I mm. drive a car, my brother-in-law's car, that has an easy pass that was issued by Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. It's all supposed to be one uh, unified system, but uh, uh, I think we're being charged uh, the same rate as the people that don't have any easy pass at all. Well, you know, Henry, that's an an interesting point. And the reason why I know you may be on to something. So when in Rhode Island, I like to go to Newport, right? The water, the boats, it's beautiful, the food. And I looked at an easy pass bill that we had not put the easy pass in yet to a, a new vehicle, a different vehicle. And the bill said $92 <laughs> to, we went to, this was for a Christmas dinner. We went to Newport and back from Newport and it said $92. So Henry, you, you may be onto something. And you know, I really don't have a choice. If you don't, if you don't pay the toll, you know, eventually they they're going to yank your Easy Pass, and and they're going to stop you eventually when they catch you on on the bridge. Ninety two dollars. So I don't even know what that's about. But what I do know is that Frank Morano is with me right now. The other side of Mint. Hello, Good morning to Dominic. you, Frank. Good morning. Happy Friday. So what do you have coming up? Well, it's Friday, so we have a couple of our Friday hallmarks. Uh, we start every Friday show where I try my best to answer questions on any subject. So whatever people have questions about from one until two, I am going to answer them. Hopefully we get some some creative questions. And then uh, in the 3 o'clock hour, we have denunciations. But wait, I have a question. Okay, we'll call Why? in in six minutes. <laughs> we'll, we'll put you to the front of the line. Why do people ask you from time to time what type of underwear do you wear? <laughs> You got me. I, you know, I, I don't understand that you know, one. Hey, look, I'd rather uh, I'd rather that than you know twenty questions about uh, the same subject. So whatever it takes to mix it up. And you answer every one seriously. Boxers, by the way. I know. I could see you were wondering. <laughs> so uh, I um, uh, then we have denunciations at three o'clock. Uh, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, my friend Marlena Shivo is here. She's going to join me in the 2 o'clock hour. We always have a good time together. She's funny, but she also makes some great points with her humor. And uh, the former British ambassador to Syria is going to join me in the 3 o'clock hour, Ambassador Peter Ford, to talk a little bit about uh, what's happening with Ukraine. And we'll do an Oscar uh, preview in the 4 o'clock hour as well. This Sunday is the Academy Awards. We'll give people an idea of what's worth seeing, what's worth skipping, and how the actual ceremony itself is going to go. Do you ever watch the show? 
I try to, you know, now I basically come in Sunday nights, mm-hmm. so I don't know if I'm going to be able to this year. I, I, I like to, though. Um, in years past, it's always been so long, so it's been a challenge. This year, they made a bunch of changes to shorten it, so I'm going to try and see at least some of it. You know, that's right. I forgot that you're here Sunday night. That's right. It does It does drive me a little crazy when Rita says to me, when I see her basically Tuesday morning, oh, you know, uh, oh, how was your weekend? And then on Friday, she'll say, well, like, I'm ready to leave for the weekend. I'll say, have a good weekend. So, oh, that's right. You're, you're leaving, you lucky bum. <laughs> and she's acting like I only put in four days. I'm putting in a full five days. More. Well, you, you and Rita, and I want to get back to the telephone calls. You and Rita work very, very hard. You two are the James Brown. Well, wow. the hardest working man in show business. Well, that's uh, you're, very you're, kind. You're, you two are the James Brown. I, I, I was hoping you meant it like that, Ow! and not in terms of the PCP <laughs> addiction. So, uh, so thank you. Hey, we have I a lot of calls. That. I don't know Great. how many we can get to, but pick one. All right. Well, how about Mike from uh, my hometown of Staten Island? All right, Mike in Staten Island. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Hey, Dominic and Frank, how are you? I, first of all, I love the show. Uh, and, Dominic, several years ago, you signed a book for me as a fellow guy from the Bronx, and I really enjoyed and appreciated the book. All right, uh, and Mike. And it's really nice to be on your show. Thank um, you, Mike. That's uh, very kind John and Katz, nice of you to say. Yeah, thank you very much. And, and John Katz is also a genius. Uh, you know, he's assembled a, a really a lot of great talent. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. And, 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 I'll, and I'll tell you, I wish he was the mayor. And I know, I know, we ran a while back, and I really wish he would have run. And and both of you guys, uh, uh, Dominic and Frank, you would also make great mayors. Unfortunately, the last two mayors we had really have been terrible. And uh, and one thing that Katz has mentioned on his show, he said the vast majority of New Yorkers are suffering due to only about three thousand criminals, you know, who who've essentially been coddled. And if we tighten up the criminal justice system and put cops out there as we used to, we can turn the tide. And I don't know why Mayor Adams hasn't done that. If you ride the subways, you're not going to see any cops on the street. They used to do it. You know, you, you would see a graduating class. And, I, and I, from what I read, I think they even cut the graduating. They, they cut the new uh, police recruit. Uh, class, they're not they're not hiring as many cops anymore. I mean, it's a shame. And all he's got to do is put the cops out there, but he hasn't done it. Hey, Mike, I, I, totally- I, I'm I'm out of time, but I I thank you, Mike, for the call. Please give us a call another time. You made some excellent. Valid points, Frank. What do you think? I, I concur. I concur. I mean, look, it's a, a big problem, and uh, it's also a morale problem that we have to get our hands around as a city. Absolutely. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight starts in about 15 seconds. Dominic Carter here with you, folks. I will be back tomorrow. Same time, same station. Talk Radio 77 WABC.